0: Harry Scott's mission is to connect children with nature in a way that stays with them through life. After struggling with dyslexia through school, it was in nature that things made sense to Harry, and in 2015, he started working at the Sir Peter Blake Marine Education and Recreation Center. Since then he hasn't looked back, and now he runs barefooted NZ, programs designed to get kids outside and stuck into the mud, learning about everything from lighting fires to weaving flax. And Harry Scott joins us now. Hi, Harry. Hello, Jesse. How are you going? Good. It's all sounding pretty good. Tell us how Barefooted NZ got started.
1: Um, so it was actually, uh, I guess, a, a, one of my silver linings from from lockdowns. Um, so obviously, going into lockdowns and being an outdoor instructor, working in school camps, uh, wasn't you know that didn't create the best environment for us. Mm. Um, so, so my sort of vision was right. How do I, how do I turn this around? And kind of thought, well, school camps won't want to. Uh, sorry, schools won't want to go to camps. You know, anytime soon. So maybe they might want someone to bring camp to them.
0: Yeah. And
1: so from there, it was like, how do I develop a a, a mobile sort of uh, camp that that I can take into schools and and offer kids those sorts of same experiences through all of that. So, yeah, it was was pretty cool. It was something where it was like, oh, well, you know, if you're going to give it a go, now's the time to give it a go. And if it works, awesome. And if it doesn't, you know, we'll go back to the drawing board. But, I mean, I've been very, very lucky um, ever since then. And I've had lots of amazing people um, pick me up and, get me to do stuff for them and lots of awesome schools and Auckland Council and that sort of thing. So I've been very fortunate to be able to now turn this into um, a career.
0: Why is it important to you, Harry?
1: Um, I just think getting kids outdoors, I think I sort of grew up in the real cusp of of video games starting to become a real household present, mm. um, And so for me, I was like a... I was, you know, in, in a family where we, we never had one, you know, until far later on in life, and so I had all of these amazing outdoor experiences, and then sort of working in the outdoors and getting to know all these amazing kids, you kind of figure, well, you start to discover that that they don't get that same thing, you know, or, or haven't learnt the same stuff, and maybe there's been a gap in a generation of, of, of parents that have been outside and learning that sort of stuff, so to They've got nothing to pass on to their tamariki, so it's like, for me, my my real mission is 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 one to offer kids these really, like authentic experiences, which they can very easily recreate with their fano. You know, if we do it in a the school, they can recreate it with fano on the weekend. Um, all the work that I do with council, that it's a that it's an experience that the child has with their parent. So it's not just me bringing everything and facilitating as much as I can for the time being, it's like, how can, you know, the child and and, and their parents or or grandma or, you know, whoever comes along with them have a really authentic experience together is, is, is what I'm after. And I think that's how, also that's where we'll see change. Can you, is, is, is yeah, can people you, getting back into the environment.
0: Can you talk us through a typical bush day?
1: Oh, my goodness. So it, it, it varies quite heavily. Um, so in, in, in schools, in, in primary schools in particular, um, I mean, I normally get, get a class at a time, um, and then it, it it's sort of I try and work together with the teachers um, so we can bring their in-classroom learning out into nature, so I become part of their week instead of an extra to their week. But right. I mean, lots of times, like these kids, it's just, we just get a little bit wild, you know, and it's we get down into the bush and we start with, a lot of the time we start with our senses, so our five senses, because lots of kids can get overwhelmed. And so it's like, okay, let's just go and see all the stuff that, that we can smell, you know, and we'll take little soup cans with us and we'll make bush potions and we'll do all that sort of thing. And so it's not an overwhelming experience because we're only focusing on one thing at a time, you know, and we're we're actually doing all of them, but just to focus back on that one sense. And then, you know, I've got some schools that I've been working with since 2020 um, and now all of these kids are just like the most amazing explorers and then for me, the most important thing is they really care about their their nahere, their, their their block of bush, is like really really special to them now, mm. and so they're like they're in there, and as much as they're having fun, they're being amazing kaitiaki for the cause as well, and, and, and protecting that for for the future kids to come.
0: Can one day really make any difference, Harry?
1: Um, one day, I think definitely. Um, I mean it's it's one day is tricky like one day for for our council programs is, is is really cool it's we've got lots of tools that we can give parents to then hopefully do it again um, for me in schools um all of my packages that that we sort of do is I'm in at school one day a week every week um, and so I get to see these kids you know for 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 a whole term you know and and so the development that we can have with these kids and that's what I'm after I'm yeah. not after a big sort of one day got it got it know, we we go into schools and we have this massive big fun day and it's awesome everyone has amazing fun but it's really hard to ignite and sort of sustain that passion that that kids need to have
0: can you give us uh, an idea of some of the activities and skills that you teach
1: um, yeah, so it's I guess lots of my stuff has gone away from the, the typical pursuit-style thing. Um, so it's a lot more primitive of, like, that fire lighting, um, raranga weaving, um, knot tying, shelter building, um, and all of that sort of stuff is what, is, is what I do a lot of. Um, and then it's just... I think the biggest skill that I like to try and get kids to do is just that sense of comfortability in nature and it's it's just that sense of them being able to walk into the bush and be able to be like, oh, I know what that tree is or I know what that plant is or I can eat that or I know what that bird is, I know what that insect is and I'm all okay with it and I'm fully immersed in it.
0: And why is that important, Harry?
1: I just think the level of connection is, is is important, you know, and going forward, it's it's going to be a pretty grim earth if, if, if none of us care about the fenula, you know, and, and that sort of thing. So I think for me, trying to instill a passion for the outdoors, as much as wanting to be in it and wanting to protect it, I mean, it's just key to our survival as yeah. humans and, one of my and guests,
0: to um, sorry, oh, to interrupt, sorry, one of my guests explained to me once that humans have done ninety nine point nine nine percent of their living and evolving in the bush and and in nature, and so it probably makes sense that um, it's an important part of our well being to connect to nature and, yeah, and to spend yeah, time yeah, around totally. nature.
1: Totally, and you can see it. You know, you see some some kids who, who struggle to be in the classroom, like, like I was when I was their age. You get them outside, you get them into nature, and there's just something happens where they they it's not even necessarily like a calming thing, but it's like a it's like a purpose, like they find their purpose, and it's like if it's climbing that tree, or if it's making a little bridge or a dam or something like that. It's just them being able to connect with with you know with Papetunuku with whatever, you know, like it's, it, it, it's amazing what it does. Great. You got something coming up later in the summer? Oh, man, we've got a jam-packed summer. So I'm actually just sitting in Portola Park at the moment, just finished the program today. Oh, cool. Um, and then on the, yeah, 29th and 30th, um, we've got stuff, So I think, at Dunkirk Road Playground in Point England, and, um, and then on the thirtieth, uh, we're at Underwood Park um, in Mount Roskill at the Temata Huputter there, which is just incredible. Like if that, that's one of my favourite places to run a program. It's a traditional Māori playground, um, and I just think every kid should have an experience on a Huputter. It's it's really really wicked.
0: Love it. Thanks for your, what you're doing, Harry. Uh, you can't do it all. Okay, I we're... hope that you're um. I assume you're hoping to inspire others around New Zealand to do the same sort of thing. You need to start oh, training okay. some uh, apprentices.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm sure. Look, uh, if, if I'd, I don't think I'd have a shortage of, of, of kids that would be willing to take it up and, 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 and continue it on, and that's kind of the dream, eh, is like just yeah, have that continuance into, into more people and stuff like that, yeah.
0: Great. Nice to talk to you. Thanks so much.
1: Awesome, no worries. Lovely to talk to you too. Merry Christmas.
0: You too. Barefooted NZ is the name of the organisation. They're on Instagram and Facebook. And I've been talking to Harry Scott, whose mission is to connect tamaruki with nature.